home of the free. But there are people making plans to change America. They've no respect for her, who it matters most to That's why I stand for the flag and I kneel at the cross. For the friends I have loved and lost in Welcome to We Are the News Now with Dan Hennon on EA Truth Radio. Today is May 18th, 2022. Our show today will be about current events. I'll be saving you some time stripping up the fake news so you don't have to. We'll be covering events today from the past week, geopolitical worldwide events, items that made the news that maybe shouldn't have or were distractions. And also I'll be touching on items that should have made the news but were purposely left off or censored. That's what our mainstream news is best at right now. Keep in mind this is a faith-based program. As always, we'll start out with a prayer. To our Father God Almighty, we humbly submit ourselves and this show to you in the name of Yeshua, your Son. I take the blood of Christ and apply it to this live stream, the recording, show, and every listener right now. I plead the blood of Jesus over our ministry, all families, and this great nation of America. May you, God, be with, touch and be with every listener right now where they are, as they tune into this show. God bless each and every one of them. Thank you. And we pray in the name of your Son, Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, we've got some good topics here. Interesting topics for the show today. Very similar to what we see every week on this weekly show. Much of the same types of things. Things that don't make sense. Things, if you're looking at them with an open eye or a critical mind, things seem to jump out at you. If you're not looking at them with a critical mind, they'll look like normal, everyday news. But you'll piece them together once you start doing your research and finding out um, what's going on here behind the scenes. One story is this. Cocaine was found worth $50 million found in coffee bags on May 9th at the Nespresso plant. Nespresso plant. So once again, Nestle um, going way back, some of these larger companies going way back in time have been corrupt and in bed with lots of corrupt individuals and groups for a long, long time. This is no different. This does not surprise me. They smuggle the drugs in from other countries using their product. That's why we see the corruption in Coca-Cola, Pepsi. Things like that, especially in coffee, Nespresso coffee plant, they're bringing cocaine in, in coffee bags. The load, the shipment looks like coffee. Open it up, much of it will be actual coffee, but others will be cocaine in there. So they found cocaine with a street value of 50. Now, I didn't hear that really much hit the news except for a little bit one day and it was quickly recycled back out. So why wouldn't that be something that's front page news? That's the type of questions we have to be asking. This isn't just happenstance. This isn't just a small operation. This is Nespresso. 
coming in from other countries into the U.S. This is cocaine, not small. This is a well-orchestrated, a well-oiled machine that just happened to get caught. They've probably been doing this for decades. Now, the Pfizer docs came out a couple of weeks ago. They uh, were declassed. Remember, Pfizer wanted to, uh, regarding the details regarding their vaccine, wanted to keep it hidden from the public eye for the next 75 years, much like what they did in the JFK assassination documents. Keep it secret and then expose it all later. Well, the judge came in and says, no, we want to see it right now. There shouldn't be anything here that needs to be held on for 75 years. Let's see it. So the judge ordered them to release the documents that talk about the ingredients, the testing, what was tested, how was it tested, how do they know it's safe, how did they come to that conclusion? Well, there's 80,000 pages of information that got released, and folks have been looking at that uh, day in and day out, trying to find uh, the specific information and the details uh, behind some of these shenanigans. Well, it hasn't been covered in the news, hasn't been covered on the newspaper magazines, nothing like that. But now it's starting to gain attraction. It's starting to get traction. It's starting to gain traction, some of this information. A lot of people are looking it up. A lot of people are posting it on Twitter, Facebook, social media. Uh, it's not good information. It was never tested, uh, uh, you know, on adults. Uh, it's only in the, in the case of an emergency is only when it's supposed to be even used. But we know people are dying. They're having heart symptoms, heart failures, cardiac arrest, myocarditis. They're being tested for AIDS and showing up as positive. So there's something wrong with the vaccine. Well, now more and more people are posting about it. Now they've got their fact checkers on the case. If you go to some social media sites, they're, they're saying that the fact checkers are currently, quote, reviewing the Pfizer documents to see if they're legit or not. This is actually what it said. There's fact checkers out there going through the 80,000 to ensure that it's correct information. They don't want the public to get wrong information. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Pfizer docs came from Pfizer. They were classified. There's nothing to check. There's nothing to verify. There's nothing to uh, review. These are the Pfizer documents. So they are good. They, 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 were try they tried to be hidden and now they're exposed. We don't need fact checkers looking at this at all. So there's your other indication your, where your antenna should be raised if fact checkers are any fact checking any kind of uh, official documents. These are already official. They just simply got declassified. There's nothing to there's nothing to review now unless they're coming out there to start spying and spurring you know, creating this illusion that, well, maybe they're not real. Maybe they're legit. They're illegitimate. Much like the Hunter Biden laptop. The Hunter Biden laptop was real. The documents were real. It's already been exposed. Folks who don't want that information out there say the laptop has been compromised. Uh, there's other things on there. It's not Hunter Biden's. They're trying to discredit it. That's what they do. They discredit the information. So by these fact checkers coming out here on the FISA documents, all they're doing is just trying to discredit the reality of them. So when you see things like that, please move ahead, move on. Uh, we already know that it's legit. Now, flags across America this week across America, flown at half staff. 
U.S. has crossed the one, one million deaths due to COVID threshold. So I didn't know this at first. I saw all these flags at half mass, wasn't sure, looked it up. COVID deaths. Well, we've already gone over the fact that the numbers are inflated. We've already gone over the fact that the numbers are wrong. We've already gone over the fact that people are dying of other things, that they happen to have COVID, but they're saying that they died from COVID, not while they also just happen to have it. And so those deaths numbers are inflated. But once again, you need to start ramping up the COVID, the fear. You start throwing around numbers like 1 million deaths. And uh, that's not going to sit well with the elderly, with senior citizens and folks. Uh, hearing these numbers, it's, it's going to create more, they're going to be more frightened by all, the, by all this. And it's exactly doing what it's doing and it's working. Now, the rest of us, the rational folks out here doing our homework know that the number is not a million. And not, none of us really actually care what the number is because the number is not correct. Have people died after having COVID? Yes. Did they die directly from COVID? No. Pre-existing conditions, immune um, problems with the respiratory system, problems with their heart. Then you get COVID on top of that and it kills you, which is an unfortunate thing, but it's not COVID that killed you. It may have been COVID the thing that pushed you over the top, but it's not COVID that outright killed you. So all that is is hogwash as far as how they're presenting it and the fact that everyone's flying their flags. It's every company that's flying their flag at half mass for the COVID deaths are basically simply identifying themselves as sheep who believe the narrative. I wouldn't do it if I was a business. I would not fly it at half mass at all. And hopefully that conversation would come into play. If you give me some facts, uh, maybe I'll fly my flag at half staff uh, of a million deaths. There's certainly not one million deaths due to COVID. So it's all part of the pandemic. It's all part of the psychological operation. Now, this last week, Tucker Carlson show. Tucker Carlson goes on and interviews Catherine Engelbrecht from the uh, company that did the, did the research on 2,000 mules to come up with the data. Remember, this is not Dinesh D'Souza's. It's his movie. But 2,000 mules, if you don't like it, you don't have to blame Dinesh, Dinesh D'Souza as putting it, as far as putting it. All he did was put it out. This, if he's not, if it's something wrong in the film, something technically wrong, it's not his point. In fact, he made a point in the movie to simply be always on camera asking questions. The answers... Every question in that movie, the answers are coming from professionals, professionals in the field and data that supports the truth. So we already know it's legit. So they try to go after Dinesh, that's fine. But Catherine Engelbrecht goes on Tucker Carlson and says beforehand she received a series of, of texts that says specifically not to mention 2,000 mules on her interview on Fox. Don't mention the movie. Talk about the the organization that you're involved with. I think it's called Truth uh, Now or Vote Truth or Vote True. She's in that group and is heading that up. That's where the data came for for this. Remember, there's six or seven elements of fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Many, multiple versions. 
this movie focused on just the one, just the illegal harvesting and um, getting those ballots and dumping those in that were fake, the fake ballots and those who dropped them off and caught on camera. They picked them up from stash houses, went across the various cities they were in and dumped them in so it wouldn't flag as too many of them in one drop box. They'd get a load, for instance, 100 of them, of the ballots and go to 10 drop box voter drop off sites. Maybe go to 10 of them and put 10 in each one, for instance. That's just an example. But they went to many. They just didn't go to two and drop 50 in two. The movie focused on those who went to 10 or 15 um, locations. Didn't even, didn't even account for the rest. These are just the heavy hitters. So she was not allowed to. Now, just today, Dinesh D'Souza released on Twitter that he did talk with Tucker Carlson, and it was not coming from him. Someone at Fox left the messages to say, do not bring up 2,000 mules on your interview with Tucker Carlson. She thought it came from Tucker. Dinesh thought it came from Tucker. It came from Fox. Now, Tucker might be a good guy, might be a bad guy. We know that Fox News overall is a bad organization. Mainstream media, they're all bad. We're not, we're not getting into this conservative, progressive, left, right, liberal, uh, which TV stations are good and bad. That's what they want you to think. Fox is good. CNN is bad. Uh, that's not the case. Fox is bad. They're part of the problem. Now, are there some good individuals working at Fox? Yes. But keep in mind, the organization as a whole is still corrupt. There is no good and bad, bad guys when it comes to mainstream media. Nothing. If you're in mainstream media, you're already part of the bad group. The independents is where it's at. The independents are the ones doing the real work. James O'Keefe, for instance, Project Veritas, you know, things like that. Now, because of the 2000 Mules, 2000 Mules movie that came out, election, uh, election the, the election commission, commission in Wisconsin says and agreed on, you know what, maybe we should take down our voter history and their voter roll of 7.2 million voters. And let's take that off our website. Let's take the information off so people can't get at it. Let's take the data down so people start will not be questioning it. Remember, 2,000 mules, one of the biggest states was Wisconsin. Not every county, but certain counties in Wisconsin is where the corruption took place. Milwaukee, big, big corruption. Wisconsin was one of the leaders along with Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona. In Michigan, those were the big, heavy states. Wisconsin is part of the problem. Now, they elected the Wisconsin Election Committee Commission elected to remove that information from their website. That's just something to note. I don't know if that was done in good faith, in bad faith, what was meant by it. Um, maybe it was done in good faith. I don't know. The fact of the matter is they pulled that data down since that moody movie has come out and has drawn attention to the state of Wisconsin. And so people are doing things, groups are doing things now, these organizations, as backlash from that movie, which is good. That's what the movie was supposed to do, expose these anomalies. Now, the other thing we don't hear in the news at all when it comes to the election fraud, Dominion voting, the voting machines. Remember when those lawsuits came out? Dominion voting was going to go after Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani. 
to say you can't be making slanderous remarks about our company being that we're part of this fraud. They said, that's fine. Sue us. They sued him. Well, guess who won? Sidney Powell won her case and Rudy Giuliani won his case. But that's not in the mainstream news. Dominion Voting has lost those lawsuits. They are in the wrong. They are part of the problem. Their information isn't covered in the 2000 Mules movie, but they're part of the bad guys. What you'll hear in the mainstream news is Dominion Voting has good machines. They're ethical. Everything's been checked. Nothing was wrong. Well, we've already heard from many multiple witnesses that have given audio and video testimony that said the Dominion voting machines were connected with Ethernet to the Internet, connected with Wi-Fi, connected to the Internet uh, through the network. They cannot be on the Internet during voting. So these two had it right. Whether you agree with Giuliani or Powell on other topics, they were right in this particular topic that says we have proof that they were doing fraudulent things on and around the election for 2020. So they sued them and they lost. Now, that should be front page news. That should be newspapers above the fold, leading news stories under 6 p.m. news, that Dominion's losing these lawsuits. That's not mentioned anywhere. Now, we had the Buffalo shooting this week. Ten dead in a Buffalo strip mall. Now, that seemed strange to start with. It seemed odd that all these folks were killed. Then it seemed more odd in the Buffalo shooting that we had a racial side of it, a racial aspect to it, a racism aspect to this whole thing. And lo and behold, we get a manifesto that appears. Well, it, it, it pretty much checks all the boxes of an orchestrated um killing orchestrated event now does that mean it's a hoax never said that did people die perhaps but the question is if this individual did he make the manifesto or was it made for him was he receiving psychological help was he in therapy of any sort that's how a lot of these uh, so-called alleged gunmen are in for therapy to begin with, and they get they assign them a specific doctor that does treats them a certain way, if you will. Think, uh, think Sirhan Sirhan with the brainwashing that was done to him before he attended that RFK event where the shooting took place. Um, he didn't remember anything about it, but. There's certain trances, hypnosis that takes place that these feet folks fall into, and then they snap out of it, and they don't know what happened. Was that the case in the Buffalo shooter? I don't know. But usually those are the cases with we get something to divide the country, something to create a civil war, something to divide us in half. That's racism. Anytime you see the racism card, you know something's up as far as orchestra. They do want us in a civil war. We have to understand that first. Is there racism in America? I don't know. For the most part, I don't see any. I don't hear of any. You see it on Twitter and Facebook and NBA games, NFL football games, Major League Baseball games. They're all pushing that to create the illusion that we're just really fighting and struggling in this country to fix the racism problem. That is not the case. They're looking to keep us um, stressed out, stressed out to the max. 
and they're hoping to start a civil war with all this nonsense. Now, uh, was he involved? Did he kill the people? Yes. But did he do it in his right mind? You know, those are the types of questions. A manifesto of a couple of pages? Yes, I can believe this. Not one of this magnitude. Now, we just had DHS whistleblower Philip Haney killed two years ago. They called that a suicide. No evidence of a suicide. He was about to write a new book, release a new book on exposing, blowing the whistle of the corruption in this country. Found dead. They called it a suicide. Two years later, the investigation is complete. The FBI completes it. They said, yes, attached in the documents of our investigation is the two-page suicide note that he wrote. Wait, wait, what now? There was a suicide note? Evidently, there was a suicide note from Philip Haney. That was never mentioned by the police investigating the case. It was never mentioned with the local sheriffs investigating the case that there was a suicide note. Now, all of a sudden, a suicide note appears. Once again, when the FBI is involved in cases like this, there's always going to be something connected to make it all seem worthwhile. Well, the folks that read Philip Haney's suicide note, it said it certainly wasn't his writing. It certainly wasn't even the way he talks. But I saw it myself. It was handwritten. But the FBI had two years to prepare it. Are you, am I suggesting that they altered it and, and created a fraud suicide note? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's how these people operate. That's what shows like this is out there to for to, out there for to expand your mind and open up your thinking to these types of things. Many people do not think this even goes on. We're looking for critical thinkers out there. Another article came out this week: death of Mark Middleton, age fifty nine, died. Well, Mark Middleton was healthy. Age 59, in good shape, died. But let's start putting the cases together. Let's put the pieces. Let's connect the dots. He was a special advisor to President Bill Clinton back when President Clinton was in the White House. Okay, that's interesting. Now, if you look at the White House logs, the White House logs during Bill Clinton's presidency shows that Jeffrey Epstein went to the White House 17 times. He made visits 17 times to the White House. If you research into those White House logs from when Epstein went there, and maybe they were uh, legit. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why Epstein was there. Maybe they were legit. But he visited 17 times. I think that's pretty strange. This individual, Mark Middleton, signed in for him to allow him to come into the White House seven of those visits. Now, was he killed? Was he Clinton? Was he suicided? Was he Arkansas? Was he murdered? Did he know something that he was not supposed to know and he got offed? I don't know. That's that's for you to come up with. I'm just um, picking out the low-hanging fruit here from the news. It seems awfully suspicious to me. Now, last Saturday, Russia cut the electricity to Finland on Saturday. You know, you know, I don't know when I hear these stories what's true and what's not. Uh, all we've been hearing is Russia's the bad guys, Ukraine's the good guys, and this war is just never, never ending. It's just going on and on, front page news all the time. Uh, I have said many times that it's a distraction. Some elements of it may be true. There may be some fighting in some elements and some areas of that country. But it is not, I repeat, and not a full-blown war like they're making it sound on the nightly news. 
of the three or four attacks that I have followed myself in research, uh, those were all fake. Those, those, uh, the, the footage was fake. You know, those, those hospital, the pregnancy, maternity ward killings, uh, and all that, all those types of things have already been proven false. Is the rest of the stories true? Perhaps. Did Russia cut the electricity to Finland? I, I don't know. I think it makes for a good story. I don't know if I necessarily believe it just by hearing it because the news told me. Sounds fishy to me. But anyway, that's another one of those things that made the news. Now, Twitter. The Twitter sale to Elon Musk is on hold currently. Elon Musk says, I think there's roughly 5% of the users on Twitter that are bots, fake accounts, robot accounts, AI accounts. Now, this has been brought up several years already that, that whenever you make a post about something, there's a, a bunch of people jumping down your throat saying it's wrong. All you need to do is click on one of those accounts, drill down into their profile. They typically have no followers, no friends. There's typically not a profile picture. And there's tons of tweets that come out just like almost automatically. That's what he's talking about, the bots. Are they real people behind these comments? No. A lot of these comments are just uh, as a news story gets released, you might make a simple comment on something. And two seconds later, there's someone going after you. Um, is that possible? Yes. But is it probable? No. Those are bots going out to help drive the narrative. So Elon says, hold on, wait a minute. Before the sale takes place, I want to see if that's true. I want to vet that 5% number. There's an awful lot of Twitter accounts out there. And if even a little measly 5% are bots, that's an awful lot of bots. The question is, why are they there? Who allowed it? Who created them? Why are bot accounts on Twitter at all? They're not something that you or I could set up on the outside of the company. Those types of things have to be set up on the inside within the firewall of the company. Someone within Twitter are setting up the bots within Twitter for these fake accounts. So Elon Musk wants to do his vetting, make sure everything's on the up and up concerning all these accounts. Because like I said, if there's 5% bots of the total Twitter community out there, is it going to have him renege on the sale of the company to purchase it? Maybe. What he might be doing is that he possibly already knew about the bots. He's mentioned this before. Q has mentioned this before. Trump has mentioned this before. And all of them were viewed on as conspiracy theorists. There's not bots. There's not automated accounts. There's no AI. One, one makes me think potentially that Elon um, never had an intention to buy the company, but he wanted to go through with it just to come up with this disclaimer, just to be able to do the research and expose it and then back out and then prove to everyone once and for all that the bots were indeed real. It's going to come back very poorly on Jack Dorsey, of course, that Jack Dorsey, once again, deep state always has been. That's one of the reasons Twitter is bad. Same reason Zuckerberg and Facebook are bad. Did they start out good? Yes. Did they start out innocent enough? Yes. But once the CIA and these intelligent organizations and DARPA and Department of Defense and these Pentagon projects get their dirty little mitts into these projects and buy them and keep the face of the organization there, Zuckerberg, they allowed him to stay. But at this point, Zuckerberg now knew that it was an intelligence uh, program, Facebook. 
Jack Dorsey knew that when they got handed with the uh, the funding from DARPA and the Pentagon and the intelligence agencies to run it, he knew it was bad at that point. Did he innocently enough start off a thing called Twitter? Possibly. Now, the last story for today is, remember Quebec and Canada had a, a mask mandate a couple of years ago? They said, we're going to go under lockdown. The city of Quebec, lockdown. Everyone's going to go on masks. We're so afraid of this. This is all driven by Trudeau once again, another deep state asset. Illegitimate son of Fidel Castro is Justin Trudeau. He said, we got to mask up. This is awful. So, so terrible. Well, that lifted it. They lifted it Sunday, uh, Saturday. They lifted the mask mandate. Those in Quebec, in Canada anymore, do not are not required to wear a mask. Well, is that innocent enough? Yes, that's innocent enough. But what you get the anons doing the homework, when did the mask mandate start versus when did it end? The anons out there on Reddit and on the deep web, look at the beginning, the ending, and subtract. How many days? This one came out to exactly 666. I kid you not. The mask mandate was in effect 666 days. That's something that does not make the news when they get the symbolism, symbolism out there. These things are done on purpose. Things like this do not just end at 666. That's all I've got for today. Keep your mind open for certain certain things like that. Now, we also have Truth Premium on our website. For only 99 cents per month, you will see less ads, receive more exclusive and premium content as well as have access to our Powered by Truth community forum. You can't beat 99 cents in support of the truth. Go to premium.eamedia.online and sign up today. Also, check out all of our articles and content at eternalaffairsmedia.com. There's many ways to support the truth. Thank you and God bless you. Also, Eternal Affairs Media has exciting news. Every patriot knows who Mike Lindell is. He's been courageous in his fight to bring transparency to the election fraud in the 2020 election. Our exciting news is we partnered with Mike Lindell's MyPillow. And if you use promo code ETERNAL, one word, ETERNAL, E-T-E-R-N-A-L, at MyPillow.com, you'll receive up to 66% off. Support Mike Lindell as well as Eternal Affairs Media by using promo code ETERNAL today. A shout-out to our thanks uh, and donors. A shout-out... Uh, we have Reverend Dave, Dusty, Andy, Lisa, Patreons, Alicia, Dan, and also our new current Truth Premium subscribers include Linda, Bruce, David, Sharla, Diana, and Pamela. Today's May 18th, 2022. My name is Dan Hennon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>